is COVID and chemo. And we found a secret nigga. secrets to tell there is indeed a secret nigga there is a secret nigga another one another one and this time it's not what you're expecting unless you probably already read the title i mean i guess you could have read the title i mean that's a possibility for your life i mean and we always recommend it but um one of the things that uh you have it has recently come to our attention is that um the head of the f B.I., also known as the Federal Bureau of Investigation, formerly known as the, just the Bureau of Investigation, yes. Yes. in the 20th century, which is headed up by one famed individual, mm. hateful man, mm. racist, openly critical. I'm sorry. Hey. What's up? Neurotic. Come on. Fearful. Come on. Short. Ooh. Fat. Ooh wee. Stuttering child. Oh. <laughs> who became the director of the FBI. Not. Okay. This is a direct quote. Uh, a direct quote. This is a direct quote from a documentary. Describing one person by the name of J. Edgar Hoover. Y'all were probably thinking we were going to say, like, that Robin Thicke was a secret nigga. Nah, he only wishes he was a secret False. nigga. False. He would have yeah. been, he would be so turned. Like, he would have been. Out. Oh my God. Like, if, we, if we were actually like. Actually, Robin Thicke wasn't a blue eyed devil. He was a nigga. He was a blue eyed nigga. No, no, it's not true. He's actually just cosplaying as a nigga, like many other terrible white Paula. men. And that's why he, a real nigga wouldn't have given up his career Paula. for a bitch with a long back named Miley. Oh, child. Yeah, a real nigga would have never given up his career. That was a baby. 
Like, wasn't um, she, like, five years old? <laughs> she was... No, she was five. I do think maybe she was, like, 22. Oh, really? She was that old? Yeah. Oh, okay. So she was grown. So I guess... I guess my confusion, you know, maybe was misplaced. But it's confusing because these girls, they be coming up and, like... They ain't got no titty. They ain't got no stomach. <laughs> yeah, they ain't got no and booty. And again, she was twerking they ain't with got a no long thigh. back. She was grinding stones against hip muscles. But <laughs> against his crotch. And he lost his marriage. And... What? So, no. Robin Thicke is not a nigga. He's just a white man who sang some good songs once upon a time. And then lost his uh, mulatto wife. And... Um, his career. This is giving Curious Cat vibes. Okay. <laughs> the Rum Dum Dog was a Curious Cat. <laughs> All right, his name is John Edgar Hoover. That's actually who's we here today. You know who else was a Curious Cat, though? Who? John Edgar John Hoover. John Edgar Hoover. He was Curious. His name is actually um, Jahan Edgar Hoover. <laughs> Jahan. Jahan. Edgar Hoover was mm. actually a nigga, Edgardo y'all. Edgardo Hoover. <laughs> Hoover. Hoover. Okay. <laughs> that motherfucker. They call him Big J. Uh-uh. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely whipping that work. Hallelujah. He is. He yeah. don't know no other way. And he said one nation under God, and he was talking mm. about himself. Real Hoover Big- getting paid from the fucking star. Yeah. Secret nigga from the jump. We'll get into that. Um, that's I keep bodies in my trunk. Mm. Looking like a skunk because of black and white. Ooh, wait. Trying to fight the nigga side. It ain't right. When I was down in the South, they said my skin was too light. So my mama said, hey, you got to keep it acting white. So nobody get confused around here and lynch all of us. Thank God. All I, right. mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. All right. So let's, um, before we get into that, we did our research as well for this. We did do our research, nigga. I'm sorry. I have to apologize in advance. Listeners, we watched this documentary that was like a, would you, what do you call that? Like a, um, not a teaser, but like a, just a sampling, a little brief summation, mm-hmm. not too much in depth. Just about a 58 minute documentary yeah, on the nice YouTube. Solid, you know, then this happened, then this, like then this, then that, hit. then this. It looks like a British. Yeah, some kind of world type, history. Yeah, timeline, history hit. I think. Timeline. Yeah, 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 yeah you know. timeline history hit. That's it. Yeah, so like, I, we just watched that recently and I'm still feeling like, my life has flashed before my eyes. J. Edgar Hoover has been such a significant figure in all of the black figures that I grew up like knowing mm. about. Mm. And um, that's, you know, and as a villain, you know, like as a major villain, um, like involved in assassinations, involved in stockings, involved in implicating people who was innocent, involved in the hunt for communists, involved in persecutions of of, Fucked of, up of a bunch of people Jewish in Hollywood's folk and other career. Folks. Yeah. Like, like a lot of people. You're a career. communist and we're going to blacklist you and like, you know, guilty, guilty, guilty. He blacklist in his DNA. <sighs> Secret nigga. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's flabbergasting to really look back on those things because it's one thing to be a segregationist if you white. Yes. It's one thing to be like, no niggas in government if you're white. <laughs> yes. It's another thing to be like, no voting niggas and no niggas that's not surveilled doing big things. Yes. How dare a nigga succeed if you're white. <laughs> yes. But if you're a secret nigga. If you're like a quadroon. 
an octoroon? Yes. If okay. you're a quarter to an eighth black and you are... Or better. Who knows? I mean... I don't think half. Maybe. I mean, bruh. Well, we'll get to that. Again, we're going to get to why we believe this as a possible... His mama giving light-skinned Theory. Oh, my God. Um, the other theory that we will bring to you is that not only is John... <laughs> Jahan Edgar Hoover... Um, a possible nigga, but then that makes him possibly the father of um, Justice Grimace Thomas. I mean, the original undercover nigga that hate niggas so bad was the sire mm. of America's blackest child. I mean, and poetic justice. Possibly the grandfather. Ooh. Of another nigga Ooh. who is seemingly passing and hates niggas more than anybody else. Who might that be, COVID? Karen Ann Lake. Karen. Karen. The Lakes and the Hoovers. I mean, it makes sense. Lakes and Hoovers and dams. Right. Please stick to the hoovers and the legs that you're used to. Uh, I know that you tasted grim and shaking. You dead right now. But we just want you want to know. We just wanted you to know. We have to ask the question before we get into our discussion of the day. Mm. Where should we run to? I don't know. Where, oh, where can we go? Looking at the universe, looking at, I think the last time it was a possible um, different dimension. Yeah, you know, uh, we, we, we like, had to, <laughs> we had to we had throw to that out that, there. We had to rule that shit out, though, friend. We did. It was, it's, too, it's too risky. It's too dangerous. Yeah. You know, we were talking about other dimensions. You talked about the upside down. You know what concerned. I'm saying? Barberland is one thing, but like. It's, we're risking too much. It's too risky. Um, too many other things could go on. We know, we know the possibilities. We so. do know that the orcas are still fighting the good fight, though. That's also, I worked hard on that. I know you did. I did. It was also giving J, fuck J. Edgar Hoover in it. You know who else could get it? Who? Pepsi. So the reason that we come to you today with Where Do mm. We Go mm. is I think that you heard it here on this podcast on first. self-same program, yes. That Pepsi may also be part of an anti-nigga agenda. And here is why. They killed MJ. Okay. We gotta just... All right. For those who have not dug into the very true facts and files right. of this podcast mm. please go and revisit mm. who burned now this is trivia for y'all who burned a nigga hair up we'll wait it wasn't sprite it it wasn't seven up it was not not even dr pepper oh because no. he would have been able to repair it i was gonna say dr pepper a doctor he signed a hippocratic oath <laughs> exactly do no harm pepsi pepsi <laughs> Clearly, to skip that part. They didn't give a fuck. They were like, if there's a nigga with hair and moisturizing activator, we there for it. Yeah, so... To go up in fucking flames and ruin the rest of his life. He went on painkillers. And then had them lace fronts and You gotta go listen to Michael Jackson and the original lace front wig. Catch yourself up on the facts. Rodman, I forgive you for not telling us, but at this point, we gonna return a favor which is to tell you and also the world mm. that Pepsi has made a move in the wake of the death of one MJJ 
who was just spiraling down. Joe Jackson and Pepsi. A, you know how important hair is. A sinister combo. You know, like a bad duo coming for you and your scalp. And so... It's giving like, you know, Pop Rocks of Coke and shit. You know, like, don't do this. It's not good it's at not all. It's not a good combination. No. So now... Pepsi killed MJ. It's fine. Um, you know, a part of a it was part of the downfall for sure. And then you know they could have just like kept it cute. Yeah, and by keep it cute, you mean shut the fuck up and leave right, this topic about, alone forever. It, no, in twenty eighteen, I recalled a photograph that I had taken and shared it again with my dear friend here, Chemo. You know, just keeping the ecosystem of the podcast alive with me receiving very upsetting images. Well, this one was of a Pepsi commemorative can. Note the time. Commemorative can in 2018. 2018. Okay. All right. Pepsi. I'm looking he got burnt up in the 90s, but okay. Mm-hmm. Late 80s, right? It was the late 80s. I think it's the late it's 80s. Possible. You're right, it is, because it's right around bad yep. and all that. Yeah. Oh, no. It's in the 80s that he is burnt. So, like, 40. So, like, four decades later. Right. All right. A can, a commemorative can of Pepsi. With MJ on it, it says Michael Jackson, and it is him wearing some of his luscious lock weave. <laughs> a picture of his I'm sorry, I'm hair so piece post-fire. This that has the nerve to commemorate this nigga suffering. After the surgeries. After the surgeries. Had begun. They hadn't ended yet. Oh, no. I mean, this was lifelong. They had not ended. But the period of the surgeries had really taken off. And I'm not talking about cosmetic surgeries. I'm no, talking about for the hair. For, for the, the scalp. scalp to be recovered from burns of a nature that was very severe. So, like... This made me want to scream. Stop pressuring me. Stop pressuring me. Stop fucking with me. Make me wanna scream. Tired of injustice. Mm. Tired of this can. Tired of this Pepsi. What kind of man is it? <laughs> Burning my head. Woo! Put my pick look, on it. Look in the past, God. You will this? find my suffering there. And then they went and had the nerve to commemorate him. Michael Jackson on the Pepsi can is it? Niggas do not remember that the reason that MJ started taking pills and was down bad was because y'all burnt up his hair and thought it was funny. Do you remember? They still not put out the commercial, didn't they? When we fell in love. You were not young and innocent then. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, yeah, no, he, he wasn't, he wasn't. He had already been through a lot as a child star, but it's also giving like tone deafness and just a blatant disregard for history and just for niggas in general i feel very much disrespect for niggas like we weren't already you know still just a little bit raw there was a lot of things coming out we just needed you know just some space and y'all was like time to commemorate michael jackson literally yeah i don't like it i don't like it um so you know as per usual you know we think that for reasons like this, um, this country and this earth are ghetto, amongst other many reasons. Um, and so, shout out again, listeners. Let us know where we can go. You can reach us at COVIDandChemo at gmail.com. You can reach us on the social at COVIDandChemo. You could reach us also, um, you know, 
through all of your podcast apps. I hope mm. that if you are on a podcast app, which you yes. probably are if you're listening to this, uh, if you could find it in your heart to give us, you know, give us a little five star review, you know, maybe one, two, three, three four, five. five. Uh, Fifth stars is what uh, we need. We're looking for fifth. So if you're ready to plead the fifth for COVID and chemo, please yeah. go ahead and click on up. And you could use, as I've stated before, a button. It's mm. called the subscribe button or, or follow. You button! Can, you, can, <laughs> you can follow us, you know what I'm saying, so that you can get the episodes when they first come out. Uh, and uh, yeah, that is always fun. That's fun. I want to thank all of our listeners. We are getting close, actually, to... Our 50th episode. Which, Rodman, how the fuck? Rodman, this is your fault. This is absolutely your fault. We're like J. Edgar Hoover. We could just find somebody. I mean, this is Rodman's fault. If you have an issue, you call Rodman. That's, yeah. For If you don't like this podcast, you know where to go. Mm. Rodman. And you'll have a fun time dealing with him, so. <laughs> and by fun, we don't mean fun. No, we mean don't come for us because Rodman will come from you. It'll be handled. Yep. So um, shout out again to our listeners and, and tell us you like us. We out here. Yeah, we are out here. And I mean, you know, I think this podcast gives reason, gives meaning, like deeper meaning to the phrase, we just out here. Because I kind of feel like we are just out here. We are just out here. There's a lot of things going on. And we just recording shit. You know, I, an archive. If I may, before we begin to speak about niggas that are secret and, you know, passing for white and don't want nobody to know, but they live in the past and they dead now, but we can look over what they did and be like, wow, I think that might have been a nigga. Mm-hmm. Or niggas in the present that's, on, on, you know, trying to engage in a similar type of, uh, um, you know, uh, what do you call that? Chicanery in the present. Yes. But uh, at this time, uh, I just want to, you know, say to all of y'all, I hope that you're hydrating. Mm. I hope that you are sleeping. Mm. I highly recommend a, a regular diet. And by a regular diet, I mean I hope that you eat food. Yeah. I hope that you nourish yourself. Um, you know, and, and be kind and gentle to yourself. It's rough out here. And if you are what is known as a descendant of the oppressed of any variety mm-hmm. or are currently a member of the oppressed... Mm. However, you may, you know, um, you know, or excuse me, wherever you may be, you know, what I'm saying, located, um, and and just, uh, yeah, I'm hoping for better things for us, you know, as a species. I really am. I mean, somebody got to help because it just keeps getting too bad. It's really hard right now. It's really hard. So try to have compassion. You know what I'm saying? We are a black podcast. Um, you know, yes. we, we's niggas. We we speak like niggas and. Thank God for that. Um, that's called preservation. That's the work of building the archive. <coughs> One bit of foolish fact at a time. Pia pia. But um, at this moment, like I feel like I don't know. I just feel compelled to say, like, if you're not black and you listen to this podcast, Loki, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Like we you, see you. We see you. Because the only way that you could listen to this podcast is if you saw. These two foolish niggas and said, wow, those is people. And I'm, I'm interested in listening to, you know, this foolishness at this time and, and not making judgments. So I very much appreciate that. I hope it provides everyone laughs. I hope we can all laugh because it's fucking funny. We're going to have to laugh. It's too stupid. I mean, 
Who wants to listen to us just cry on a podcast for an hour to an hour and a half? Nigga, can you to imagine? two hours and we just got it and we were like, let's talk about things that are going on. Everything's bad right now, guys. And, um, yeah, that's like pretty much it. Um, yeah, a lot of tears. Lot I mean, of we know that we could tell sorrow. you that. We could. We always could. But yeah. see, is it just my imagination or does that make the jokes better? Because mm, it's running away from me. I mean, hey, when you be, you know, you, you be out here down bad and suffering, you know, sometimes you could pop up and, you know, be, you'd be like, wow, that was one of the best quips I've had. And, and sometime, and I've been down bad for a long time and pressure makes diamonds. Okay. <laughs> Back to more <laughs> jokes to our listeners who hopefully Shine enjoy them. like a diamond. Mm. Okay. Um, wow. So we really just, again, want to put the possibility out there and give you some possible information. Mm. Again, most of the time we give you more questions than answers, but what else are you doing? Um, and we posit today. Ah, uh, yes, yes. It's thesis time. Let's go. And John, John, Edgar Hoover is a nigga. And because he was as a cause, because yes, because he had that nigga inside of him, and it had been a family secret that he had to bury deep. Him and his mama may be the only people who ever knew this, but we'll get to that. I mean, we'll get to that. That's a mama's boy too. So mm, anyway, we will get to that. Hey. Him and his mama may be the only people who knew, and the daddy, whoever he was, um, <laughs> that Jay Hoover was a, a nigga. He decided he was going to spend his life going hard on niggas. Mainly, but not only. Like, definitely going to go hard on niggas, but yeah. really anybody could get it. Anybody could get which it. doesn't that speak to a diabolical nigga? Doesn't that already fuel? I mean, he mad as hell. He, he came out the gate mad and ready to investigate and use his leverage. Did. This baby was working for the government at the age of 10. I All mean, right. a baby. Like, as a baby in D.C., walking around like, you know what, which again, Chocolate City. Oh, okay. So, with, as related to this, that made us, when we think thought this through, we said, wow. If J. Edgar Hoover was a secret nigga, and, I mean, like, also one of the people in history who hates niggas most, and that's a hard list to get on. But yeah, that's a, yeah, that's he's on that list. Yeah. No, he's he's one of. Oh, no, sorry, I get so excited. I've been trying to hold it together. I hope I can like be coherent this episode because this has continued to boggle and blow my mind. J. Edgar Hoover is, if not public enemy number one of the twentieth century, one of the main enemies of niggas and progress that would benefit yes. folks that was um you know the Klan's least favorites yes. He was in the middle of making sure that could never happen. Yeah, no, he hated niggas, like, vehemently. Obsessively. And he hated anybody that was gay. He hated that. Well, that's another thing. He didn't like no LGBTQIA, anything like that. And nobody who was, like, popular. Right, if you had friends. <laughs> okay, so, we'll, but, but again. So Literally, though, nigga, if you was happy and had friends and was famous. He wanted you to he die. He was like, you're going to be under my thumb. So J. Edgar Hoover is a nigga. And because he was, he had to go so hard on niggas. The self-hatred of his own identity was driving his 
campaign against niggas. And the only other person in modern history that I can think of who also has had such self-hatred that would lead to long-term diabolical plans against niggas, Justice Grimace Thomas. That's the nigga name. Grimace Thomas, look him up. Um, you know, that, and it, it, it would make sense. So such hate has to also be like in the, like, you know, DNA. That shit passed out. These are villain. This That's is, some ironical diabolical shit too, though. This is, there's a little bit of like a, ooh, poetic justice, poetic justice. If J. Edgar Hoover had a love child with somebody that a turned a nigga. A, a real black nigga. So he that. decided to go from possibly quadruple <laughs> to a, a, a like, uh, what? That would be the, if a just black a nigga, that was just, just a black. Nigga, just a black. It would just, just, just be black. black. Because it would be more than half. 75% of African blood. Yes. <laughs> the African blood would overtake everything under the like one drop and And because of the curse of, of his heart, of have gone so hard on niggas, they made this nigga turn out to be America's blackest child. Not only a nigga, but the blackest nigga that the could black, be found. He had to have the blackest nigga that could be found. There was nobody blacker than, than his child. And he thought, wow. <laughs> This is a nigga and I'm not even going to claim him. And that's how America's blackest child was chasing and following in the footsteps of, of his, his secret nigga daddy. daddy. Yes. And he said, wow, I can't be a secret nigga like my daddy, but I want to be as powerful as my is daddy. My, that's my. And he was able to do That's it. my legacy. That was his legacy to pick up. And now. My inheritance. His grandchild. Now, this could be from another secret child this is giving illegitimate at this point arizona so there's another illegitimate child that you know hoover had potentially and that child's daughter (laughs) his granddaughter also has mysterious nigga it's a little it's a little question it's just a little nigga in the aesthetics of it there's something more here yeah something going there's something going on so we just want you to stay woke, as always, listeners, and keep an eye Wake out. Wake up! Because niggas is moving and grooving in all sorts of spaces. And one of them could create the next FBI, which is fucking terrifying. Also, the FBI is the means of like, and we're going we're gonna to get into it, but like the reason that they were able to fight the war on drugs the way they fought the war on drugs like with such precision to detail and then like a whole lot of irresponsibility and mess and you know just racist and you know like grabbing motherfuckers up and burning and ripping and stealing and doing all this stuff it's like j edgar hoover created the systems that made that even possible and built the clout built the name of the fbi yes people were talking about in this um documentary that we just saw we were just speaking on it covid that like People were saying, oh, you know, J. Edgar Hoover's name is on the FBI building still. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, there's been some folks who are like, this might be time to take that right on down because mm. of what he represents. And I was like, don't take that shit down. Don't take that shit down. That whole organization is diabolical. Mm. Like, maybe we can work with it, but we can't trust that. Mm-mm. It's built on surveillance and files and even under and FOIA. secretive blackmail. Putting redacted, black, black yeah. marks on everything. Okay, let's get into it. Because it's, 
It's wild business. Bruh. So what <laughs> happened was is this nigga, uh, Hoover, was born in 1895. Mm. Now, you know this is smart foolish, foolishness for a reason. Mm. Um, that's just 30 years after the Civil War ended. Mm. Okay. So Masajin, oh my God. 1896 is separate but equal. He's born 1895. That's right. Yeah, plus so, C.V. Ferguson. Yep. So he's yeah. born directly into the Jim Crow times. Yes, that's in, right. He's a Jim Crow baby. Legit. He's the first, first class of Jim Crow babies. Jim Crow babies. Like in Goo Goo Gaga Land, plus C.V. Ferguson. Niggas. Separate but equal. Racial. Is okay. We can keep people racially segregated. And that, you know. That's a lot of the Then we're off to the races. And lynching of, you know, black people is also involved in that lifestyle. Okay. So, he's born <clears throat> to, in D.C., to somebody named Anna Marie and a dad named Dickerson. Naylor Hoover, who worked for the government. They saying that his daddy was English and German. Somebody was sit uh, Swiss, but not much else. What about his mom? You don't say nothing about her? Well, here's what we do need to see hear about that. Hoover did not have a birth certificate filed upon his birth, although it was required in 1895. In Washington, skip that diddly dee. That's when we be. That's this. This is where we start to get into the records and the documents. Two of his siblings did actually have certificates, so it's not like it was like a family. Just like oh, we uh, don't it's just do a that. fluke. It's not a fluke. But Hoover's was not filed until 1938 when he was 43 and in charge of shit. In in charge of shit. He hit on not by 1938. Yes, he's already been working in the FBI for I mean since 1921 at least, but he's now head of it in 1935. Yeah, so by that time, and we knew because it's the FBI, and he, he is the one that oversaw that transition. So it's basically giving like, I'll make my own birth certificate, and it's gonna say that I'm white. Yep. And we know that it was common enough in the South for people to like, um, you know, for a baby. It's 1895. Really not even just the South. Anywhere that you would just, oh, this is a relative baby or, oh, this is a baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, we don't have a birth certificate for him, but we can be kind of loosey-goosey because we know that like he's able to pass. This is actually a nigga child. Yeah. But, you know, he he's light enough yep. that we can just say he's not. Mm-hmm. And, and just stand on that. Yeah, we stand yeah. on it. And then he'll just have a nice life. Mm -hmm. But he was such a, an avid investigator that it's impossible to believe, and we know based upon the evidence of, of cover-up attempts, we know that this man was like very um, intuitive about connecting dots together to this, get information. So he had to know that he himself was a nigga. They said in this documentary, that he was extremely secretive since he was a baby. <laughs> since a child. <laughs> 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 
He was like, excuse me? And his only friend in his whole life was his mama. This motherfucker is Stewie Griffin for a family. Yeah, he was like, fuck all of you. I'll tell you nothing. They were like, did you poop in your pants? He was like, fuck all. I'll never tell. Did you pee your bed last night? It's a fucking bullshit lie, mama. Like he went, they said he never told no secrets to nobody since he was a little kid. That motherfucker was a black box. So his mama told him one day, like, I heard you. (laughs) She looked at him and said, I'm going to tell you something. When he was real young, she was probably full of, uh, you know, like pressure in her heart because it was fucking 1900. And she was looking at this child that she had in D.C. who was half or a quarter nigga. And she was like, I got to tell you something, baby, but you can't tell nobody because we'll all die. If you tell him, <laughs> he was like, what is it, mama? And she was like, you're a part nigga, but you could never tell anybody that. It's important that you keep secrets in life, little nigga, okay? And he was like, aye, aye, bitch. He was and like, forever. You and, and me, ever. mama. Is never... you and me forever, mama? Nobody is going to have our secrets, girl. And he stood on that. He stood on that for his whole life. Forever. And they said the only person who ever knew anything about him was his mama. She got to read his diary. That's also, said. that's borderline right there. When they said, oh yeah, you know, he only trusted his mama, really. I mean, he, but he trusted her quite a lot. I mean, he did write, keep a diary and he sent him to her to read. Like She, she lived until 1938. Diary? Wait a minute. No. He filed the birth certificate no. when the mama died. <gasps> it's both in 1938. He did that to cover his mama. He a writer. That's why we think he might be a secret dick. <laughs> see, there's character. See, 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 see. There's characteristics that don't match up. Because this right here is matching up with some slavery days types of switcheroo moves. It's like, if I'm going to be safe, so is my mama. And what you not going to do. Ooh, wee. Ooh, wee. Ooh, wee. That's crazy. Okay, so... um. He eventually uh, went on at 18, accepted his first job, an entry-level position as a messenger in the orders department of the Library of Congress. The Which is kind of cool. shaped both Hoover and the creation of the FBI files, as he noted in a letter in 1951. The job trained me in the value of collating material. It gave me an excellent formation for my work in the FBI where it was necessary to collate information and evidence. Notice this nigga didn't say like, you know, um, gave me a nice knowledge of like, you know, books and learning and collating and research or whatever. He said material. He wasn't really talking about any like specific, like not history or philosophy. Nah, he was like, whatever it is, I could catalog and keep it. And black man, you with it. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to use this. I'm going to use it. Um... Okay. It's giving cleverness. It, you know. And it's giving started from the bottom. And zero to one hundred. Now you a nigga. Um, (laughs) I mean, was always a nigga. He Hmm. then starts working for the Justice Department when he's twenty-two. Yeah, this was this was a time period though when um, they didn't have like folks who didn't want to ever retire and they didn't have folks who didn't want to encourage the next generation of leaders so this is actually a more healthy moment ironically somehow in terms of like power you know um passing that down now of course we know it was done like this is white men's domain at this point 
And to the point, I mean, we were making some progress. They had a couple of ladies at the bureau we'll when he there. started. So, we'll oh, oh, yeah, okay, we had this later already. I would like to a say, though, that um, we should keep count. It will come back exactly to the point you're talking about of people who had to have gone to a mental asylum <laughs> because of J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> His white daddy was one of them. Okay. Um, they were like, mm. What happened? And these people was like gone by He's the time they got to speak to them. And they were like, Whoa. not good. Either that or maybe he actually committed them. This is what was kind of confusing it to was me. Com- was like, it was confusing. Did what his- happened to the dad? Why did he end up? Did he find out that they was a nigga? That he was a nigga? That he wasn't really his daddy? I don't know. No, that would be something. When did he die? He died in 1921. Before... Before the birth certificate. Yeah. <laughs> a 1921. Okay, but by the, by 21... So Hoover is... What is he? He's left the Library of Congress job by that time, I'm assuming. Yes, his um, next job he takes in 1917 while both parents are still alive. Father's still alive at the Justice Department. Okay. And then... So World War One Justice Department. Yep. And then in 1919, he becomes the head of the Bureau of Investigation's new General Intelligence Division, known as the Radical Division, because it was about to... (laughs) Radicals. Okay. Um, Radical Division, eh? Yeah. Like radical black thoughts. So the year that he dies is... Or the year that his father dies is when he becomes the deputy head of the Bureau of Investigation and three years later acting director. Okay. One thing that I I find striking about this story um, is that we knew that it was giving the starter from the bottom now you hear, but as soon as I start to think about him as a black, he would... He would have... With this level of intelligence, strategy, scheming, and hort for, for evil doings, yeah, he would never. He would have been really having a hard time um, <laughs> trying to do this as open, like openly a black man. So, like, there's all the if he does have, you know, which again, you know, the suppression of the birth, you know, all that information, um, and then the recreation of this, uh, you know, later birth certificate. It's it, it's definitely giving a story of passing that is familiar for that period, especially for people who had dreams of doing things that they would not have been allowed to really not get involved with. As early Jim Crow, nineteen nineteen. You this become is the red, head of the red red Europe. Summer. Yeah, but you you the one who mm. just saying like that is um, yeah targets included Garvey. Yeah, and Cyril Briggs, amongst other people. Yeah, I mean, that Marcus Garvey thing, it's like he was after black activists and black, you his know, leaders life, and politicians time. his entire career with an obsession. And we're going to get to Martin Luther King Jr., but... Maybe that's why they... Uh, Ooh, we. They knew they was going to dap him up. And he was going to dap them up correctly because he had nigga inside of them. But they were going to be like, nigga? And he was going to be like, you got to die. <laughs> So before it even came to that point, not on my mama, okay? That's on my mama. On my mama. On my hood. I look fly. I'm still white. 
I know you wish he could. Okay. I mean, the part of the problem, too, would be, would like, if somebody found out, like, like there were questions and whispers about him, even about him being homosexual, but, like, he would basically just stand on that and then persecute a bunch of people with the same, like, quote-unquote accusation. So, like, oh, I'm not gay, but, like, I'm going to persecute everybody who's queer that I find. And, oh, I'm not black, but I'm going to persecute all these black leaders and I'm going to, like, you know, meddle and, and mess with all of the progress and, you know, um, uh, progression in the black freedom struggle. Like, I'm going to interfere with all of that and make sure Always that shit go bad. People who, you know, of the, you know, who grew up you know near him they're saying that you know things like quote it was always said in my family and around the city in dc that he was a mulatto people said he came from a family that had passed you know this is why it's important to just listen to like oral histories and it always is you know what i'm saying because you can't just be like how well that's unsubstantiated j edgar hoover substantiated his own whiteness from an office that could create documents. So it's saying... So this is basically saying that, like, you you stand on what you want to stand on in terms of a source. And I think that this, you know, this... It makes too much sense. It gels with it too much. What's going on, friend? Where you at? No, I was just reading this. So it's from the dad's side that there's niggadom. Oh. Maybe this nigga. That's why he in the asylum. Yep. He was like, it's my fault. It's my fault. I'm a nigga. I've done it. I've done it. Maybe his daddy didn't know he was a nigga. And they found out. The mama and Jay Edgar Hoover, when they, you know, and the young investigating ass found out. What if when Jay Edgar Hoover was five, he investigated his daddy and found out he was a nigga and reported that shit? Yep. But he was a baby, though. He was a baby. And he was like, Daddy, you're an African. (laughs) He's a, you're a nigga. You're a savage (laughs) nigga. And his father was like, what? And then he went to his daddy. And his daddy said, J. Edgar, we're his second. We is niggas. He's at least one sixteenth. Secret niggas. Secret niggas. Okay, what'd you say? And, you know, it's... They uh, said he's one, one sixteenth black? Possibly. Come on. Nah, it's got to be more, more than that. Yeah, I don't believe that. One sixteenth? How dominant was that strain of blackness? Because when you look at them pictures of him, bruh, he do not look white. As soon as you... Okay, listeners, I'm going to challenge you to this. If you all... You probably always thought J. Edgar Hoover was just a hateful white man and just throw him on the pile with Strom Thurmond and all them other um, busters. Now, think about him as if he was an African-American and go and look back at some of the photos of him from back in the day, especially the ones where he was a little bit younger. Yeah. Like, you're going to be like, and actually even the ones where he, oh, because he he just looked like a light-skinned elder man who, you know, has a government job. Like, it's giving uncle. So, yeah. take a look. Yeah. You know, see if you see what we see and, and hit us up at copenandchemo at gmail.com because As this woman said, this is a puzzler, but yet not a puzzler at all when you really piece it together. You'd be like, oh, this woman's name carol i'm trying to documentarian uh carol i can't find her first name but she's in this article she says you know just think about it having something to hide made him obsessive about the secrets of others it was a self-hate syndrome played out against the people he hated and i 
think that's, you know, at least something to pay attention again to. It just makes you consider, again, why was he so hateful? Where was this hate coming from? Lost without you. He lost without you. Mm. But it's also giving white supremacy confusion. It really you know, is like, giving white supremacy confusion. Because we've all gone through that stage of, like, self-hate and self-loathing. As niggas, like, we just look at ourselves and it's hard because... The society doesn't honor us. And somebody that would be this talented even as a young child, they would know that this is not a good thing. If he found it out as a kid, like, oh, no, we're blacks? That's not good. Yeah, yeah. I was born in the year, and when I was one year old, it was separate but equal. Yeah. No race mixing, honey. And miscegenate. Exactly. Uh-uh. He, and, he himself would be a product of race mixing at that point. Yeah, exactly. So he doesn't have any, like, high... He can't take the high moral ground on people. Unlike what he did in his office at the FBI, which is then he made them build a little platform for his short ass. Bruh. And then the way they described the documentary was so funny. They said he was short, so they put his chair at the highest height it could be at, the rolly chair. And then yep. they built a platform they so put it a, could be up. The rolly chair on top of a platform... So it could be up. ...that was hidden behind the desk a to big hide ass desk. It. So now you look and you thinking he taller than he is. And then you sitting in a low ch- a a, low couch. A low couch. He put like a one of them low modern style couches down there so he could sit and look down upon you. So we're also just saying this is a nigga who is a fraud as well about his own identity. Because why does he he want people to think he's taller? Yeah. He, he'll do a whole ruse yeah. on your ass. Yeah, it's giving con artists at that point. Just saying, like, you know. He I'm, not black, I'm not and black. I'm not black and not short. short. And I'm not fat. And I'm not all these other and things. And I'm not that, whack. Yep. <laughs> I'm definitely splat. Okay, I don't know why I said that. Guts on the ground because he was fucking with gangsters. He was fucking with gangsters. Lots. And he was teaching gangsters how to shoot. But while he was doing that and teaching Hollywood people how to shoot for their movies, while he was doing that, going home and bugging their homes. I mean, that theory that Sis has about him like being so paranoid that he's like, I'm going to even the playing field. I'll know everybody's secret and I'll tell them like, oh, I'll never tell anybody. But if I found out, who knows? That sounds like some shit his mama was telling him and the daddy their whole life. Cycle of hiding. This is not good. It's not good at all. The birth certificate filing when he becomes head of the FBI is Because you a, didn't have to do that, bro. Why did you do that, you didn't baby? Have to why, do you, why do you do that? But you did. You had to keep that shit the the year your mama died. Yo ass, you was head of the FBI. The first thing you did after her death was create a birth certificate for yourself. He probably got, he probably went. Where the birthers like, now? Y'all was ready to talk about Obama birth certificate. Where who the birth certificate, ho? Where it at? We know where it's at. And on the top it says, you know, White Citizens Council birth certificate appointed to J. Edgar Hoover. Signed by the Grand Dragon. No, I'm kidding. But you know what I'm saying. Like it's it's giving like the kind of connections that he would have to have to get that done. It probably did take him that long to gain. That's crazy. That's nuts to me. So, all right, he finally gets to the head of the FBI in 1924. (coughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yes, 1924. Um. 
<coughs> and then he becomes the director, first director of the rebrand, the Federal Bureau of Investigation in 1935, where he serves until he die, 1972. Yeah, he is... He is the reason for the FBI, as far as I can and tell. And the modern FBI, I and mean, the fully modern everything. investigative strategies, everything. all the approaches, profiling, like even FBI profiling, all of those types of programs, like we would not have without him. But if he's a nigga, it's really he's wild. building weapons. It's giving again. It's they clone Tyrone. Think about how this nigga said. Okay, as soon as he became head of the FBI, he said, first thing I'm gonna do." Create a gang. We're going to be called the G-Men. G-Men. Government men. And we're all going to wear we're the heroes. same uniform. And Tell me that's not a gang. Propaganda a- and propaganda about us and saying how great we are at, at shooting. We're just shooters. And then I'm going to make sure they're all white between mm-hmm. the age of 25 to 35. Indeed. In good shape. Young and fine. Flat tummy. Beautiful to look at. Well-dressed. Well quaffed, nobody fat, nobody nobody lumpy. short, nobody bumpy, nobody with any bumps. Nobody. Literally, it said if you had bumps, I was like, what? They said if you had sweaty palms, it's like that's if not your, your palms fault. were sweaty, yeah. If you sweat too much, Eminem was not gonna make it. <laughs> Mom spaghetti, notwithstanding. <laughs> Because his palms were sweating. He was never going to make it into the FBI. Oh, no. Hell no. Nah, not the FBI. Not the Bureau. Not on J. Edgar Hoover. Oh, my God. But it's also giving, like, J. Edgar Hoover had the G-Men. It was, like, his, his like, little, like... It was giving um a little Hugh Hef vibes, kind of. Yeah, it was... Like, the selection process, they had to be attractive. And it said that. Like, they had to be good-looking. Yeah. Why do you need to be good-looking to hold a gun and shoot motherfuckers? And, like, fight crime. And what investigate and find the size of a footprint and... Go in a crime lab and, you know, J. Edgar Hoover invented, um, not invented, but you know what I mean, um, was one of the, I think he was the creator, but maybe not the designer. I don't remember the technology uh, yes, person. Yes. But anyway, J. Edgar Hoover is the reason we use fingerprinting. Yep. And a whole system of fingerprinting people and surveillance as like law enforcement tactic. Yep. Like all of that. All of that is because of him. I must also reference something that we learned about him. This shows how deep his paranoia goes. I'm going to laugh. I can't even. So they said this motherfucker was so paranoid about germs that he had to use an ultraviolet light to eradicate them in his office throne. No, to to find them so that they could be eradicated. eradicated. Now, I'm wondering about this, though. Like, if... If this nigga, mm. all right, I'm sorry. I, okay. I have to I, explain to you why I'm I'm stopping. Okay. It's, okay. it's a slightly longer road, but I think it's worth taking. Here's Take why. It. Have you ever seen one of them shows where they go into a wholesale and they have a black light or whatever UV shit and they like look? I've seen that on Maury before. And then it's yeah, like on them shit where they do the expose. Yes. The, like it's giving better. Business bureau on steroids, like yes. we gonna go in here and be like, "Ooh, look, there go a little bit of doo doo, like you know, from the past." <laughs> yes. Oh yes. look, over here somebody was bloody. Like, ew! I don't want to know. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to see that. Yeah. So this man was so detailed and obsessive that he had a light in his office to go look over stuff and be like, mm, "Nah." I think that's because. He thought that them germs might tell on him. The germs 
was familiar with niggas. The germs could have blown up his whole spot. And then when we discussed this earlier, listeners, bear with us because, you know, we telling this rule straight. But when we was talking before, it was not so. And here's why. Because we thought, what if the germs was actually part of the sickle cell family? Right. Nigga, dis- nigga disorders. Yep. And then, so he ended up with hypertension. He ended up. In high blood pressure. With, yes. High blood pressure. Diabetes. Diabetes. And sickle cell. All at the same time. All at time. once. Then they would have been like, these are only nigga diseases. He had an abundance of keloids. Exactly. AKA oh bumps. God. He had bumps, nigga. Yeah. And then they would have known his secret. So he said, I can't even have germs around me. They're snitch ass bitches. <laughs> this is a wild man. Why don't you want to be part of the community? Nah, <laughs> exactly. They was trying to like radicalize him. Help us find the cure. Yeah, he was. You know, no. Ooh wee. Damn. Ooh wee. So yeah, doing fingerprinting, doing all this investigation, and then also being in the media, like branding the cops as like. You know, national security. He's on the cover of all these magazines, smiling with his nigga ass. I'm the hero. FBI's heroes. I'm the symbol of national security. I be doing it big. Like, and people was really buying this, even though he was like trying to fuck everybody over. I mean, mainly niggas, but everybody. By the end, it was like anybody could get it. Anybody could get it. With niggas? Okay. With that Back to Africa movement, I fuck that. Mm. He was the one that convinced the director of the BOI that Marcus Garvey was too dangerous. Yeah. He was on this get some nigga shit. He like did. right away. And yes. again, it's giving Grimace Thomas. Because Grimace Thomas always be justifying his, you know, hateful ass activities. Right. And saying, well, it's all for niggas. I did it for niggas. And it's all about niggas and These la, are, la, la. Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, one note. Um, <laughs> okay. Did we talk about FDR? Not yet. Let's talk about FDR. Because we did have, I'll just give the stat, because it looks like we covered all these other things, but we did. It, we did get the stat that by the time of his death, J. Edgar Hoover was responsible for the fingerprinting of 159 million people whose records were kept indefinitely by the FBI. Yeah. That's wild. And, and again, it's giving that culture of we find you, we surveil you, we hound you, we shoot you. I mean, and that's he, what we saw unfolding and happening. We ruin you. Like, we make you think yeah, that other keep you, mm-hmm. like, hella paranoid. Terror. And he um, worked no under squad. so many administrations, including, you know, FDRs who gave him a ton of power, which we, I mean, we don't know Cracker really ever worked for us in the administration before, but it still was like FDR cool because some things did go well. And you gave this nigga free reign? Ain't no nigga like the one I got. No one can frame you better. No one can Jacobo better. Indeed. Assassinate you, I'll pay him a lot. Yeah, no, it's definitely This nigga bugged his wife and he was like, meh. I mean, it's giving... Wow, a new feature. That I didn't know you could do all of Keep this. Keep it on that for me. You what? know, work it out. Work it out. Work it out. Um, shout out recently as well to Cardi B for sharing um, her love for um, FDR and Roosevelt and her other random nerdy historical facts because go history nerds. Oh, yeah. I mean, this actually, I will say, I, I, 
it tarnished FDR a little bit for me. It did. It was, Even you know, just to think about the fact that he souped Hoover up so much. Like, he was like, hey, fake whitey, why don't you run and go after, like, all of this information? Give it to me. We'll work together. This will be our little thing. I increased my power. So, basically, through the FBI, FDR was, was creating a... Uh, like presidential <laughs> investigation police surveillance yes, force yes. and that's not gave Hoover like the <laughs> right to like you know um bust into states and stuff they try to act like J. Edgar Hoover is a uh, head of B613 he is oh my god or at least maybe B- the head of B613 work for him that's what's given I mean yeah because like what is happening and the CIA was brought about because Hoover was getting so much power that the executive branch is like, nah, playa, like we yeah. we want our own intelligence agency because the FBI was, you know, the Bureau of Investigation, but they were amassing a lot of a intelligence. ton of power and like ton a of, lot and they said that everything was still centralized to Jayon Edgar Jahan, Jahan Edgardo Edgar. Hoover. Exactly. So um I, the one thing that could have taken him down early on did not take him down, which was when Pearl Harbor happened and, you know, um, you know, Americans got bombed in, in the fucking Pearl Harbor. Now, he was supposed to have had an informant. There was indeed a double agent by the name of Popoff. Popoff? Popoff. Popoff was like, you know what? I think they fist to pop off in this Pearl Harbor shit, yo. Like, this is not a game. It's not a drill. They were like, shut up, pop off. Yeah, like, shut up, pop off. All you want to talk about it, how they're like, eh, yeah, they're about to pop off. My name's pop off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's going to pop off. That's you pop off. Pop off. <laughs> pop off. You would think that everybody was popping off. They're never popping off. And then they really was popping off. And pop off was in there, like, tried to tell you. Did I or did I not tell you? Yeah. So. Popping. Off. Um, they popped off, but um, it still didn't bring J. Edgar Hoover down because nobody could bring J. Edgar Hoover down. I mean, it's giving just the craftiest <laughs> of tricksters, which is in our culture. I mean, that's some black shit right there. The way he was weaving a web. Finally, one day they offered him the presidency. They say, hey, you want to run for president? You already so powerful. He was like. Why would I take a demotion? Bitch, why? I'm more powerful than the president. He said four years when I could do forever. Forever and never. Ever and never. Ever, ever? Ever, ever? That's what his son said too. Clear something said. Supreme Court said I die, bitch. What? I mean, I'll never be gone. I'll always have power. Until I'm gone. Mm. That's going to be it. Um, you know, for me, I don't need to move to gain power. I'm already at the top and I just build from here. And then when Truman came in and was like, this motherfucker crazy. I think he might be a secret digger. Now he didn't say that part, but he was like, this motherfucker doing too much. Uh, Jay Hoover went over to Truman and he was like, but I got these files on your enemy though. Yeah. Like remember your opponent, Harry. I got 5,000 pages. I got 5,000 pages. I got 5,000 on it. I got all the things that you would ever want to know to smear your opponent who left your camp, betrayed you politically, whatever bullshit that Truman was on with this man. He's saying, I can deliver to you anybody you want 
in these United States and beyond. Yep. So, like, you want to file on somebody? Fine. If I don't find anything, I'll find something. He was like, if you know what I mean. You the homie. You can stay. I mean, I'll frame them up. I mean, like, wrap them up, whatever you want. Do what you need to do. That's what Truman said, and that's what Truman presidents said. afterwards said. If you want to win me, follow me. Yeah, that's cute. Oh, do you want to leave? Actually, okay. I guess you should stay. That's how everybody had to deal with him. But the Kennedys, though, I mean, they was... wanted to get rid of him, and he was like, "This you." Is this you? Really I think is like this, this your dick though? In the wind, I see it here. Who's this? Marilyn Monroe? Yeah. Ooh wee. It really was like I'm this. just gonna just, you know, I, I'm not gonna say nothing. But I'm handing you the file that shows that a file exists, and then I'm telling you, I won't tell anybody, but I can't speak for anybody else. Like that's terrorizing. JFK as a fuck nigga also was fucking a mafia boss girl or something like that. They yes, said that he also was. was like, oh, I know that you messy and I know you fucking uh, my boss bitch. Yeah, president. What are you doing? President. So yeah. Amassing just... power. Amassing power. This yeah. is how we move. But again, we got to think, if it's a nigga doing this, it's, you know, it's under it's, it it's a different matter because you can see why he would be so heartless and maybe even disillusioned like to the point of like there is no morality there is only self-preservation and like raw power and like a a just access to people's like terror so they'll do what you want like this yeah. is just knowing was the thing that was like important to him i mean they said he took down hollywood he had all the niggas he did. in and out marching them in fucking, you know congress the, like you gonna testify today bitch went after went after reagan who at first was like nah and then was like i'll be like pop off i'll be a double agent yeah win one for the gipper gipper oh my god yeah you just told me about that and i think that that is a horror it's giving boo like boo it's giving that kind of boo but one of the things that i find troubling um is the way that the dangling of opportunity but only if you are white in this period can actually drive a nigga to do things that yes. they would not otherwise do yes and in this case become the most diabolical enemy of the race of the entire <laughs> That century. we've ever seen. Possibly, Possibly that we've seen. ever seen. It's up there. Including slavery. It's up there. He was so consistently Created on the, the FBI. case. This quote says on the wiki page, I'm sorry. It says, <clears throat> Biographer Kenneth D. Ackerman sum summarizes Hoover's legacy thus. Quote, for better or worse, he built the FBI into a modern national organization, stressing professionalism and scientific crime fighting. For most of his life, Americans considered him a hero. He made the G-Man brand so popular at its height, it was harder to become an FBI agent than to be accepted as an, F or an Ivy League student. Yeah, I mean, they were talking about how the standards have fallen, too. 
Like, since his death, they were like, it's ghetto now, apparently, which is hilarious to me, because if he is, in fact, a nigga, they should have just gone to find another nigga under the white supremacy confusion, you know, stingray, death ray or whatever, who would have been mystified and Franklin enough that could have taken that position. This nigga love beagles. He might have been the nigga, I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh, my God. Look, 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 look. Okay, so let's, I think we should just, like, give a brief um, preview, possibly, of um, some of the things that may be coming to light and may never come to light. I hope they don't. But apparently Um, in the National Archives, there are still tapes, and I mean, like, audio tapes, you know, under surveillance Thousands upon thousands, maybe even millions of pages and millions of hours of tapes on civil rights leaders and um, black folk under COINTELPRO um, and what what is um, counterintelligence program, but what's also now today become, I think, black identity extremists as the category. Mm -hmm. Um, So this idea that um, I can uh, uh, like anticipate the release of tapes of Martin Luther King Jr. being a philanderer, which we knew he was the latest man. We knew he was stepping out on Coretta. They terrorized Coretta. They apparently recorded him fucking some other bitches, and they sent it to Coretta Scott King. Now, this is all known. Yes. However, what was news to me Mm. was that these recordings of Martin Luther King Jr. having sex with different women as he went to these hotels because J. Edgar Hoover would work with the hotel to bribe the hotel so that he could listen to MLK fuck whatever bitch he was fucking on that night. And he would take these recordings to his own private residence and listen to them every night. In the nighttime. At night. By himself. At remember, night. he was not with nobody. At night. This directly... At night. Okay, so off the clock, but also we know that he was known to have had sexual relationships with men. That is what I was exactly going to say, that this directly relates to the rumors about him that were more prominent at the era and over the long term was... Um, his sexuality. So Martin Luther King Jr. was cheating, but he wasn't gay. I mean, but J. Edgar Hoover was like, I'm not cheating, but I am gay. Because they said it was disgusted to find he out was that he just, was just grossed out. This is too gay to be believed. He's loving a woman so much. So all this mixed up stuff, and I've already talked about it. I'm not going to talk about it again. Well, I'm always going to be talking about it, but the, this way of like how we talk about what does it mean to be queer um, sexually that like it somehow means some things that are that are like um, uh, contradictory to what one might think. So in the case of loving your wife or really loving to be with women and femmes <laughs> too much, caring yeah. what they think, you know, all of that could make you gay if you're a man, cishet man, that could make you gay, which is so stupid it's baffling it's pretty dumb i mean it's so dumb it's pretty dumb that's so dumb (laughs) it's so dumb nigga. okay so i'm sorry like it's like it short circuits my brain with how stupid it is 
Wouldn't you need to be fucking on a man to be get to add to add to anyway? Okay. What I am hypothesizing is that J. Edgar Hoover had a thing for Martin Luther King Jr. I mean, it's possible. I think he was feeling him. It's possible. Why would you be repeatedly looking at all I, I would need is for somebody to confirm that that was on the tape. I'm the director. Why am I listening taking them home with me? Why am I taking home these raw ass datums? I'll just get it in a memo. Yeah, no. Nah, he wanted that. For years, nigga. Yeah, no, it was pretty bad. He had a crush on MLK. But because he's a diabolical nigga denying nigga, he was out here trying to like sabotage on some Moriarty shit. He really loved it him, but he really hated him. It's a thin line. Mm, that's what I was thinking. Between love and hate. He there was all sorts of rumors that are just swirling about, you know, his sexuality over time. But the, you know, pornography. <sighs> they said he also kept a large collection of pornography in general. I could imagine possibly the world's largest. No, never. Of films, photographs, and written materials with particular emphasis on nudes of celebrities. He also reportedly used these for his own titillation and then for blackmail purposes. Yep. So this, yeah. I mean, mean, he is a professional blackmailer. I mean, that's kind of the whole thing. But also was getting off on some of these things himself too. And this is about like power and. By the time nineteen the nineteen sixties came around, this man had the power to kill. Absolutely. So like, and I mean like 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 kill on like a scale that's like. And we knew that he was. I said he was like involved in covering up and supporting all sorts of mafia murders. Yeah. This whole time. And like saying that he didn't have evidence when he did. There's also, this is important to note, I think, that, you know, there's um, reports that he did hunt down and threaten anyone who made insinuations about his sexuality. And not only does that speak to, again, his paranoia about his identity and his own secrets or Mm. secret, but could have done the same thing about his (coughs) nigga identity. Absolutely. And I think that would be easier. Because, you know... Especially after you filed your own birth certificate. I mean, you know, you stood on it. Mm. So, there's only, I think, a couple of other things. He serves under, like, five presidents, which is crazy. And, again, speaks to his hold on power over time. Um, He um, makes it all the way to Nixon era. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting, what was interesting to me about the Nixon stuff is that Nixon um, uh, wanted to do that Watergate shit and yeah. break in to the Watergate hotel. And yeah. Hoover was like, nah, you're not doing that. <laughs> he was like, wait, man, you stupid. He, he was against a lot of shit that, like, a nigga would be against. He was like, that's just dumb. I could tell you how to get what you need. Like, I, what do like, you need? And Nixon was like, nah, I got this. Old man, shut up, probably. Because, yeah, shut the fuck up, yeah. you old black man. And then, you know, Hoover was like, mm, you, ca- you can't do that because I'm incidentally more powerful than you. So, like, try it if you want to. It's going to be consequences. And then it wasn't until Hoover dies. And what was it? Within a few days or something? Like a week or two? It was like right up, this man dies, yeah. and Nixon then they did it. runs to try and grab this information. Yep. yep. And 
you know, the people in the documentary were like, and then Nixon signed his own death warrant, mm-hmm. politically speaking, mm-hmm. by doing what Hoover told him was a dumb idea. Yeah. It was like, nigga probably was just, you know, in his grave like, I told you. I told you. I mean, I, I feel like you. Hoover was in there like, you dumb, dumb, dummy. Damn. I'm not a nigga. <sighs> yeah, he did diabolical things to niggas. He did diabolical things to many people over the course of his life. Um, and is it, again, because he had this horrible secret that kept him feeling... I don't know, the, just the most self-hate anybody could ever feel. Yeah, I mean, it is giving, like, white supremacy, um, like, the like periods of backlash or periods of, like, flare-up, maybe is a better way to think about it. Like, when, like, shit just gets, like, too racist. Mm-hmm. It just gets too racist. And then it starts to, like, change the possibilities for folks. It's, it's moral injury, I think, is what Martin Luther King would call it. Yeah. Like, this is a moral injury that runs deep that makes somebody like a J. Edgar Hoover even remotely possible just on, the on like, you know, human-to-human human basis, like, with yeah. species-to-species kind of basis, but also, like, on the basis of our argument, if he's a nigga, to me, it makes even more sense why he went that hard. Because mm-hmm. he was overachieving. Like, it, he he was achieving things. He already won all these prizes and stuff. And he yeah. was had so many accolades and, and, and awards and, and, and recognition. So many for things. Days. So it's, it's at that point that I'm like, you don't actually need that stuff. Like, you, you are doing it. Just because, like, that's what you, you're, like, driven to do that. He that's got a own. National Security uh, Medal. Yeah, didn't he get, like, a congressional summary? I think he did. Yeah, he, he again, he's very um, accomplished. So, at that point, he could have stopped. But not it was he, personal. Not his first book was called Persons in Hiding. <laughs> Oh my God, it came out in 1938. Ain't that the year that he did the birth? It is. That's when he got his birth certificate, nigga. That's when his daddy died. He was dropping a lot. No, his mama died. I'm sorry, his mama died. He That's was right, dropping he was a mama. lot of clues. Yes, he was. A breadcrumb trail. But see how only niggas could follow it's it? It's called a crime. It was 323 pages. Mm. That's crazy. Mm. Well, you know... Uh, I don't know what else can be said other than, like, there are legacies of this kind everywhere, if you would just open your eyes. I, until we started doing this podcast, like, you know, I would think, like, you know, kind of just tee-hee-tee-hee, like, if I would see somebody in an old-timey picture, and I'll be like, wow, that white person looked kind of like a nigga, though. <laughs> now, if I get just that little feeling of, haha, that's a nigga, isn't it? Gotta pay attention. Open the investigation. Yeah, you gotta pay attention. You gotta open it up. If you can't find their governmental documents, always know that the people who had the most shit done with their governmental documents was niggas. Our records is the one that's a spotty. We have spotty records. We have spotty records. But white folks from that time would have significantly less spotty records. So the likelihood especially within a family where they had the other two children yes. had their documents and yes. this younger baby didn't have no document. 
And there wasn't like a moment of in the historical record, like, you know, oh, here's why he didn't end up with, you know, nope. it's just, he just, saved. I don't know. I don't know. He just, he looked white though, don't he? He looked I mean, white. It's fine. It's cool. He was us and I'm his mama and nobody cares about nothing that happened there. Well, so let one last thing um, before we close out that okay. I, I felt like was an important detail, okay. um, which was just to mention that. Uh, there is a remaining mystery here, okay. which, which is indeed his secretary. Uh, Sis yes. worked for him until 1972. Yep. But she began her labors with him in 1918. I can't, like, is she a witch? Sis knows everything. She would know if he was a nigga. She would know. She was working for him when he made the birth certificate for 20 years at that point. Ooh. I mean, just saying. We should look out for her. And I bet you sexism made it so that they didn't even bother to ask sis too many questions. And now she gone. Now she left her white-ass business and kept his black-ass business and look, the grave. I mean, she was, it was, I mean, look, his secretary. His secretary. Is giving Helen Pitts. Oh, God. Just saying. Oh, my God. Bizarro Douglas. And he spent his whole life in D.C. Mm-mm. Exactly. His oh, whole no. life in D.C. Ooh, to death. Wee. D.C., baby. Well, that's all I got. You got anything else? I don't accept to remember to stay woke and to encourage black people to be happy in their blackness. Don't, don't hide your black identity so that the hate eats you up on the inside and then you create legacy you know systems that end up oppressing niggas for the rest of your days and many other days i mean facts and public service announcement for everybody who's neither white nor black do not i repeat do not fall for the trap of oh if i hate niggas enough white folks will like me better yeah. And this society that yes. is racist is going to give me more opportunities because I've shown it that I agree that niggas and indigenous should be down, down yes. bad. Yes. And, you know, that's how I'm a win. I'm just going to hate on them and I'm going to make fun of their movements and all types of shit. Please do not do that. Yeah. And if you see somebody doing it, you know, please check them because... We are often at the nexus, I think, of possibilities for reconciliation as niggas that and then people want to never talk about our stuff, never speak on it, you know, like and I'm like, if you don't consider the fact that niggas exist when you're making your like whatever model it is, a political model, an economic model, a developmental model, any kind of model, you're like, okay, let me plug a nigga in there. Oh, it don't make no sense now, huh? Okay, well, that's not, that's not good. So it's, it's, we run into a lot of dangers that we don't need to run into just by trying to, um, you know, chase whiteness. Yeah. Um, and again, that's for white folks too. Don't chase whiteness. Stay woke instead. Don't feel like you have to be a terrible white man to get on. You do not. You don't have to be a terrible white man to get on. You do not. You don't. But for now, at least... Jade Hoover never got to be in the dancery. Yo, if he had gone to a dancery, nigga, like, I feel like it would have been a wrap. Who would have gotten If he out. danced even once. Yep. Did he ever dance? Ooh. They never asked that question. Ooh. 
Jay ever Hoover ever danced with somebody? Did he cut a jig? Did he cut a rug or jig or anybody else? We know he cut people probably with knives and stuff. But let me just say this. Listeners, we will sometimes have questions that we can't answer, which is probably 100% of the time. But sometimes those questions, we're like not, we're, we're not satisfied, you know, but we still don't have time. I would say that the question, did J. Edgar Hoover dance? Homework assignment. If you out there and you a buff of a historical variety, mm. please, if you can find a picture of J. Edgar Hoover dancing. We will know if it, that would be conclusive. A video, a if yes. you can, of some sort of film or whatever. Uh, that's going to be hard, but Not the really. film existed. Yeah, so I mean. Actually, yeah, 1972. Yeah, we can find it. He was out in Hollywood. Ooh. Find J. Edgar Hoover in a dancery and let us know because that can add to our evidence chest. Damn. J. Edgar Hoover was a nigga. We didn't know him, but we figured. We check it out on the podcast. It didn't last. We still knew that nigga had hue, a brown hue. A black boo had the blackest child. Clarence Thomas, we see you in the honest. You a grimace, nigga, like your daddy. This is bad. You not a baddie. They said you was fat. They said you was whack. They said you had a stutter on your back. But we had to listen, cause we think that you're black. Goodbye, Clarence Thomas J. That's a nigga. That is whack.